on this episode of the AIE Podcast. Final Fantasy opens for transfers. Book of Heroes turns a new page. Meetups happening all over the place. The AIE Guild Hall is almost here. And we talk with Radosato, Camille, and Grimbane about AIE in the secret world. All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the AIE Podcast episode 167, The Die Has Been Podcast, broadcasting from the AIE Podcast main stage in beautiful Northern California. This is Gomez, hey, hey, party people. Joining me from the Pet Podcast Palace only a quarter of the state away is Aludra. Hey, AIE, I think you're awesome. And coming at us from his secret lair out in central Alabama is Accuzod. Greetings, this is Accuzod. So Zod, what are you trying to throw me off here in the uh, the intro? I saw that. What? what? <laughs> so, I did nothing. The Pet Podcast some... Palace, really? I was. I, you hit it, dude. You nailed it. I was like, he's totally gonna dunk twister on this one, but you nailed it. Oh man. So Zod, what has been going on with you in the past week? Whew, okay, this week I got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about, but I'm gonna limit it to just a few things because you know, otherwise I could do the whole show on my own for what has going was going on this week. So. Let me just say I've had an amazing time raiding in uh, Siege of Ogamar. I got, mm-hmm. got myself on a wonderful raid team with Furt. Uh, they don't they don't laugh at me because my DPS is so poor. But uh, luckily I ran LFR and I had an amazing LFR. They didn't yell at me. Nobody got kicked. Nobody got booted. Nobody said wow. a bad word the entire time. Nobody said bad. a bad word in an no, LFR. I'm calling shenanigans. <laughs> and I got loot off every boss. Wow. I did not use a roll, but I got four Okay, four okay. Losses, so. uh, I'm voting that Zod was asleep, and this was all a dream. Yeah, wait, I'm, I'm going to need to look in the armory to confirm this, I think. Which yeah. character was this on, Zod? <laughs> this was on Accuzod. Okay, I, I, mean, I can look that up. <laughs> I'm not going to get any more loot for the next three months. That's what that means. Yeah, totally um, not. That happens. But that's that okay, happens. because... Um, I gotta give a big shout out to Nicole Spag. She sent me a copy of Borderlands 2. Oh. It's a game I've been wanting to play for a long time. I keep drooling over it. People talking about how great it is, and uh, now I have my own copy. I'm like, yes! And so I just it's I barely so got into fun. it. Just started playing. I'm still like the very first adventure where you learn how to shoot and stuff and how to not die a lot. Uh, but otherwise, oh, I, I still never learned that, that lesson. There's a there's a mission that teaches you how to not die. Well, I, I need. <laughs> um, and, you know, and they don't really explain very well how to like switch out weapons, how to swap weapons over from backpack to backpack. So things are beating on me. I'm like, hold on, I've got a gun around here someplace. I'll find it. Um, oh, wait, I'll find it when I come back to life. Um, but anyway, that's been my week. I'm having an absolute blast. It's so really so hey, who did you pick? Which character did um, you pick in Borderlands? The sniper. Dude. Oh, zero. I yeah, love zero. zero. There, there's a super hacks you can do with zero that I absolutely love doing. There's sticky grenades later in the or uh, grenades that mm-hmm. do uh, a bunch of damage, like if they stay in a radius. And so what you can do is use your the thing that makes everyone um, come to you. So you can put out your decoy. You put out your decoy. You back up as far as you need to, and then throw a grenade in there and they will just sit and just get annihilated. It is a really, oh, nice. really fun tactic to use when there's a whole bunch of enemies. So that's, See, that's I love snipers. Like in every video game I play, you know, team fortress, I love playing snipers. I bought the snipers ghost warrior game. So as soon as I saw that one of them played, one had a sniper gun, I'm like, yep, that's my guy right there. Oh yes. 
yes, he, he is a lot of fun to play. Awesome. All right, Aludra, how has your week been? My week's been pretty awesome. Yesterday was my birthday, and everybody on Twitter sent me happy birthday requests and stuff, and I loved yes, we it. Did. <laughs> that was really, really awesome. Uh, in game, I've been raiding. We got to uh, this boss in Siege of Ogremar where you're in front of this hut, and these two twin guys come out, and they're pains in the butt, and raw, and I, I don't like them. <laughs> and that's in the second wing. And so that was really fun. No, we have a good time just wiping and enjoying each other's company. And I got a million pets this week, which was really cool, including the Moon Moon pet Ooh. in the Dark Moon Fair. Yes. The Moon yes, Moon? Yes. What does that the moon even moon look pet. like? It's a little wolf. Oh, okay. And he's adorable. And if you slash dance with him, he starts dancing in the moonlight with a moon over his head. And he's totally adorable. Wow. And so I'm happy. Yeah. And I helped some friends get some more moon moons, so that was really cool. <laughs> moon moons for everybody! I don't have a moon moon. No, you don't, because you're not online when I'm doing moon moon raids. <laughs> and then, finally, I've been playing a lot of Minecraft lately. They've changed the game so much since the last time I was in there. I stole my friend's house in Minecraft, and I claimed it as my own. And then wow. I have been. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty. Aludra is squatting no. apparently <laughs> like, in <laughs> Minecraft. He moved out. He moved out. He's like, I'm building a house over here. I'm like, fine. I'm keeping your old house because I don't want to have to build. Yeah, it's mine. I put up a sign and everything that said this is Aludra's house because everybody else moved out. <laughs> What about you, Gomez? What have you been up to? I'm uh, not working. Yay! Woo-hoo. So th- this Yay! week, this week has been much better in that I could actually show up to this. So uh, last week, my work decided, in addition to my starting at eight and then ending at five, I would also work from four to eight. So I was not the happiest camper, I would say, uh, last week. But this week has been much better. Also, my gaming group has uh, sort of resurrected from the ashes. Uh, we took about a three-month break from everything. And that made me very sad because that's kind of, it's a really fun, like creative outlet. And so both my Star Wars and Shadowrun groups, which are comprised mostly of the same people, just like swapping in a few here and there, have restarted. So I've been, I've been very excited. We, we resume Shadowrun on Sunday and we're converting to fifth edition for those of you who are Shadowrun this, nerds, which I don't know how many. This is actual role playing with like dice and paper, right? Yes. Yes, the yeah, ta- to that, tabletop role-playing game stuff. Oh, yeah, I guess Shadowrun is technically like, you know, a game you can play on the computer now, which is a very good game as well. It's kind of old-school Shadowrun, but it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> but uh, I've also been um, still playing Rain Slick. Uh, people might have seen me on Steam a little bit. I don't even remember what my Steam handle is, so I, I if you're curious, you can just, you know, send me a, a tweet message and I will add you, but I don't actually remember what my Steam handle is. <laughs> I think it's show not found. I think that's kind of what I'm using all over the place but um been having more time to just kind of do little video things and that sort of stuff so i'm very very thrilled to not be you know working 50 plus hours a week because that's no fun for anybody but this week uh we have three special guests to join us because two's not enough to talk about the secret world there's so much stuff going on there we needed three so first up we have ratosato so welcome it says, welcome, rats. I'm not sure he wants to actually be called rats, Zod. But I just wanted to see if what have you been up to since you were last on the show? Um, well, today I was reminiscing with my boss at work how I introduced myself to his boss 
many months ago because my nickname at work is different from my nickname from other places. So the new guy, so the the new boss comes in. And he's all like, "So who are you?" Like, oh, "Hi, I'm Greg," and you know, everyone around here calls me Murder Face. You know, but I'm really terrible with names. And he kind of looks at me like, you know, like what? And then my boss <laughs> behind him going, <gasps> like literally dying right there. But um, wow. like a month later. The regional manager came over and you know I was like, oh hey, how you doing, Murder Face? You know it's so, it's always great to see you and you know you're always so enthusiastic. And I was like, yep, he remembered my nickname. Oh, wow, <laughs> that is a heck of a nickname, but I guess it sticks, doesn't it? Because we all, none yeah. Of us oh no, the, the best part is when new employees start working. It's like you know this is this is Greg. He's gonna forget your name. We all call him Murder Face. They go, why do they call him that? Like, well, you're gonna have to ask this this person. Don't it's ask. kind of a right of initi- It's kind of a right of initiation. <laughs> Of if you which version of the horror of the horrible story, and then finally telling here's the truth, and it's kind of simple. Oh, okay. You would just tell the, the tell the new hire. Well, you know your position became open somehow. <laughs> <laughs> the last guy didn't cut it. I'm just saying. It's like there's a reason they call anyway. So that that's pretty much that. Otherwise, I've been playing different games. That's about it. Cool, cool. So next up, we have Cameo. So welcome, Cameo. What have you been up to? It's been a while since we've seen you on the podcast. It has been um, a lot of work. I've uh, I've been working a lot so we can go to uh, to BlizzCon. Oh. Um, yeah, and uh, we uh, you know we we've been doing our, our normal runs in TSW. Um, we have three nights a week that we do that, and that's pretty much the only game time I've been getting. Um, like I said, because I've been working so much. But aside from that, you know, just hanging out with the family. Cool. Sounds good. And finally, we've got Grimbane. How is it going? I'm not calling him Grimmy. That's just not <laughs> happening. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on, man. I typed in there. Oh. I, uh, I, it turns out I am not Anchorman. That's, that is not me. <laughs> I'm not Ron Burgundy. Although, you know, some people might wish that. That is not me. No, I can see it, though, totally. I haven't been up to too much other than taking a whole bunch of pictures with my new self I am a professional photographer. Oh I just nice. I don't get paid yet. I don't get paid yet. <laughs> oh. Okay, well you'll get there. You'll get there. <laughs> yeah, you will. Um so you take pictures of like portraits everything. If it everything. Shoot it. Right. Yes. He's actually uh, pretty good. He is pretty good. I've seen some of his work. Yeah. And I have to say Grim, you are serious about your diet cuz you have like a reminder right in front of your fridge there like there's a sword. That's like, yeah. Holy like, no. like someone's. It's just a reminder that you know the sword is here. So just you know, if you're looking to get some additional cheese out of the fridge, you need to remember that. Mm. Oh, there's nothing. There's nothing in that refrigerator. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I am a 28 year old single guy. There is nothing in my refrigerator. Oh come on. There's probably condiments. There's probably condiments because those yeah, last forever. <laughs> You are correct. There is some jelly. There is some jelly and some ketchup. I think exactly. Uh, the only real game time I've had besides the usual Secret World stuff is I play that new PlayStation game Beyond Two Souls. Awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a ten-hour game. Well worth the sixty bucks, in my opinion. And uh, so wait, other sixty than... bucks for a ten-hour game? That still beats yeah. going to a movie. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Yep. <laughs> Depending on how many people you have to buy minutes. tickets for, yeah, that's that's. Uh... Yep. So that's my life in a nutshell. 
<laughs> okay, cool. Well, so this week we're digging into the secret world shortly, but first we are going to go into this week's news. AIE News. If you're currently playing Final Fantasy 6, X, no, 16. Seven. 14. Four? 16, 17. 14. 14. Guys! It's running. Oh, you know what? I'm, yes, I know. I'm super tempted to just start putting 14 because it takes me a second to actually process them as well. So I yeah. don't feel well, bad. Well, the guys, X guys, is also guys, kind of confusing. Simple. It's Final Fantasy 100. Oh, yes, yeah, there enough. we go. <laughs> okay, if you're currently playing the newest Final Fantasy but weren't able to get your character on Gilgamesh, which is AIE server, Abavan has let us know that transfers are starting on the 15th of October. So that's next Tuesday if you're listening to the AIE podcast today on the 10th. <laughs> they will be free for five days. He's also, he'll also be here next show to talk about our presence there. So yes, it will be the first Final Fantasy show for uh, for the AIE podcast. So we are excited Where's about that. The final one. Yeah. yeah, it's not going to be the final Final Fantasy show, I hope. So... Oh, we just lost Cameo. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a bad uh, joke, I knocked him offline. So, Book of wow. Heroes has certainly had waves of interest. Then real life kicks in, and perhaps a lack of complexity, along with it being an Android iOS game, causes flagging attendance. But there are some folks still playing. Uh, it looks like there needs to be another guild compression. We'll probably get to lose like at least another guild. And from what I've read... You only dip down to a loyalty of four if you have a loyalty of five, which gives you additional turns. Uh, so you only have to get that last level in Book of Heroes uh, to back up once you change a guild. So I made a new forum post called Book of Heroes dash dash merges to son of merges in the Imperium Ludi section minor league games of the AIE forums. Uh, please let me know if you're still playing. We want to see how many people are still active, and we want to adjust accordingly. All right. Now, unfortunately, Gomas won't be able to make this one, but there is a raid this weekend on Harry Hoffbrows on Sunday at 1 p.m. in San Jose, California. Uh, if you happen to be on the other coast, there is, in fact, a group trying to get together at New York Comic Con as well. So check the AIEmeetup.com site for more information on these and many other meetups, and you should start your own. There are 347 members of AIE signed up there, so somebody's got to be near you, except for the ones that are all in California and Phoenix, because that seems to be well, that are. Yeah, that is true. We do have a majority there. <laughs> yeah. So there's more of us out there, so sign up and start a meetup. <laughs> and it looks like it was announced this week on the morning stream that Nertacular 2014 will, in fact, be on July 4th once again. Woo. WatchNerdTacular.com and the forums. Go to the forums, guys. Go to the forums for more details as they surface. So it appears that they have put all of the SWOTOR officers through the ringer of question and answer sessions. So Dark Lord Palpatine has just started taking people from the herd, and he is putting them up for questions and answers. So this month we have Cliffy. So hit up the thread on the forums to ask some crazy random things. Remember, the forums are family-friendly. Let's keep it that way, folks. Come on now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, private message if you really want to know about that rash. <laughs> I'm not saying he has a rash. I'm just saying. All right, so BlizzCon in the AIE Guild Hall is just one month away. It's almost here. 
So even though the Kickstarter has been has been more than funded, we hit 5,000 out of the 4,000 we asked for, it's still not too late to get in on the super cool rewards. You can still pick up a custom, one-of-a-kind, uh, specially designed t-shirt, uh, posters, books, bags, you name it. There's a bunch of great stuff you can still get. And there are still spots open for a raid run with the officers or, better yet, a game of Cards Against Humanity with Scott Johnson, which has got to be hilarious. Oh, man. Um, but you need to hurry. The Kickstarter ends tomorrow, October 11th. If you're listening to this after then, it's already too late. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I got lost. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you don't back the Kickstarter or even have a ticket to BlizzCon, if you're anywhere nearby, you really need to come experience the AIE Guild Hall. It's free to all AIE members, so even if you don't play WoW, there will be food, fun, and a number of special guests. How special? Well, so special, we're not even allowed to tell you who they are. But trust me, you'll want to be there. And if you can't be there in person, tune in to the live stream and chat room and join in on the fun from wherever you are. Yes, I like to, I've been to BlizzCon twice now. Both times, the Guild Hall was the better event to be at. No offense to mm-hmm. those fine folks at Blizzard. The Guild Hall was a blast. <laughs> okay, now it's time for our AIE member spotlight, uh, formerly known as our podcast spotlight. Now we're just going to highlight those people of AIE who are doing something extraordinary in real life. Although this week happens to be a podcast. So this week we're going to give a shout out to AIE members Al the Mage and Aos. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Hosts of the Azeroth Roundtable podcast where they cover World of Warcraft along with a touch of general news and an open discussion on various topics. They usually have guests from the WoW community including uh, podcasters, segment producers, or bloggers. If you're a member of AIE and host a podcast, have written a book, published a webcomic, or have done anything else extraordinary, we want to brag about you on the show. Send details about your awesomeness to us at podcast at AIE-guild.org. And be sure to let us know if we need to warn people if it's not quite family-friendly. So with that, uh, we should get into AIE in the secret world. So at this point... Uh, you guys have a, a nice amount of show notes here. If you would like to begin covering uh, what is going on, uh, Radozato is killing some stuff, it appears, right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm horrifying the horrors, or at least I'm trying to find out what is. But as far as news, um, everything's a secret, so that's it. See you next week. Have a, have a good right, night, have folks. Good have a good night. Right. Bye. <laughs> and someone decided to bring the bear over to me. Uh, but in all seriousness, uh, there's been quite a bit that's been going on since last we talked. A lot of, a lot of big, huge chatter uh, talked about things were going on um, even recently. Uh, so, uh, first off, I want to talk about the contest I've been running. Um, some of you, especially if you've been uh, checking with uh, uh, Jabber, you've seen me post sometime towards the afternoon. Um, everyone who is live, you're you're going to get another reminder about it. Um, tell your friends, tell your family, tell anyone you know. You know, enter in the contest. Um, if you're watch- if you're listening to this as a recording, we are probably done because um, at the end of when the podcast goes off the air, the winner will be selected and notified. So that's pretty much that for there. But there's a there's a free copy of the Secret World on the line for this. Cool, cool. Secret and, and folks, it's a really good game. Even for thirty bucks, if you have to pay thirty bucks, it's mm-hmm. a really good game. So getting it for free, even better. Dude, you can buy a title called The Awesome. 
So I get to run around as the awesome Aludra, Aludra. the well, awesome. Yeah. I know. I, know. I, didn't, I didn't I didn't have to pay for it. They yeah. just gave Plus me. later on in the show we will go over like what you get off of just buying the game and what a subscriber gets. But otherwise the most hotly talked about thing that's been going on right now in game. Well, it's not going on right this second, but like uh, right now the current active, I guess living event if you're familiar with uh, Guild Wars 2 is what's called the Whispering Tide. And this is pretty much the chain of events that are going to pretty much unlock issue 8 and eventually unlock issue 9. Um, right now, I'm going to turn the time over to Grimbane. He's going to talk about what happened in Phase 1. Now, wait, really, really quick, just, just so I can ask this question. There are three of you. Do you guys represent each of the major factions in Secret Ooh. World? That's we actually do. Wow. <laughs> I told you not to tell them. It's the last time I'm bringing a dragon along. Yeah. Hey, we cause chaos. We cause chaos. Oh. Awesome. That's, that, that is pretty cool. That's, uh, yeah. That we have Templar, Illuminati, and Dragon. That's that's actually pretty awesome. I didn't even think. I'm I'm sorry. I'm really disappointed in Cameo and Grimbane that you guys don't have any sort of icon representing your fact. Oh, no, you actually do. I, I, I was gonna say I thought I did. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's okay. And then and wait a minute, can you see it? Oh, there, there. Uh, there. I stand corrected. Yeah. Grimbane has one in his sig or in his lower third, and Cameo has one directly behind him. So no, we are covered. We are covered. My my apologies. <laughs> and you know, Redazado's actually playing the game as the Illuminati, so he beats us all. Yes. Well, that's you know <laughs> that's how that goes. Uh, the Whispering Tide event, the first phase was pretty simple. Um, the evil filth was pouring out of one of the Agartha portals, and we had to go. And in the game, I don't know how much crafting experience you had, but there was metal, and then it can upgrade to better quality of metal. Oh, yes. To, to make the higher level stuff, you needed to, like, distill parts into more refined parts and then more refined parts until you finally could hit pure, I guess, is what the, yeah. the final one pure was. was the, pure was the top level. And you had to basically use the pure metal with an item you got from this event to make this special stuff that got rid of some of the evil Agartha stuff and built up the... Built up the Barrels of Awesome. I don't know what the crap they were called. <laughs> barrels <laughs> barrels of, of Awesome. That that works. <laughs> that was flying around a lot in the chat the room. Barrels. Oh, awesome! <laughs> See? See? Uh, then we moved into the second phase, and I don't know if I should talk about it or if I should let Camille... Because he's let's let the dragon tell explain phase two. I mean, he's got to he's got to know something, right? <laughs> uh, no. Um, phase two. What after we we filled these containers with um, the quicksilver, which was what you ended up having to convert the uh, the pure yeah. metal into. Um, <laughs> you um, a custodian came, which the custodians are the guardians of Agartha. And Agartha is like, um, people that aren't familiar with it, is Hollow Earth. Um, and it's, it's kind of our central hub, how we get around. It's, it's how you get to the other locations in the secret world. Okay, um, and, you, and you said hollow, not hallowed, right? 
no, no, no. It's hollow earth. Kind of both, actually. It's right. It's it's like if you were to drill straight down, you wouldn't get to the core of the earth. You would eventually get through the crust, and then there is hollow earth. So, <clears throat> actually, Camille, there's one lone exception on that, and that was one of our guild members decided to travel across the world without using Agartha, but he was kind of weird. Yeah, he he liked wow. to take planes. <laughs> it, it was phenomenal, and he got pictures of each in each location of the uh, the faction. So is that um, actually someone in the guild that did that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow, because um, I saw those pictures, but I didn't actually know that was a guildie. That that was super awesome. Yes. <laughs> that, that was, that was tarnish. One, one of that was one of our own. He got an achievement for it. Wow. Yeah, That's that yeah. is really awesome that they made an achievement for him traveling without the Agartha. What are you doing, man? <laughs> exactly. So so anyways, um, the filth somehow got into Agartha and. What happened is the the custodian came and he opened up this portal that it was pouring out of. And then what you had to do is go in and fight off the the filth that was corrupting the the other side of the portal um, to to kind of cleanse it, if you will. And um, there there was tentacles coming out of the portal and each each tentacle kind of had a health bar and so you kind of could track on, on how far you know the community was because it was totally community based. Um, Funcom has recently stated that they weren't sure how long it was going to take for the community to um, defeat you know this uh, infestation of filth and we actually did it a lot faster than they anticipated. So <laughs> I mean, it was it was pretty you know remarkable because um, it took about five or six days to fill the containers full of enough pure metal to let us into it, and then it took, if I recall, two weeks. So I mean, maybe they thought it would take a month, but it we actually every time I logged into the game, you know, I would run this mission, and there was a 30-minute cooldown, so. You'd run it two or three times a night, and we got it done, and now we're waiting on the third stage of the event. I, I still so. love that they, whenever a game company is like, oh, this will take X amount of time, they kind of underestimate what gamers will sit and do. It's like, oh, yeah? You think it's going to take a month and a half for us to do this? I don't think so. Because I think exactly. WoW did that with the opening of Encourage. I, I think the exact same thing is that was completed a lot faster than they expected it to because it turns out when you need a group of people to fill up bars, they will more than happily do that to, you know, to achieve yeah. the next uh, to phase three or whatever. So, yeah, that, right. that's really, really cool. And this was actually compared to that multiple times. I mean, it's it's different in the aspect of a presentation, you know, but it's it's it was totally player, you know, progressed and um, I mean it's it's amazing to see you know the community in TSW which is totally awesome come together and say hey guys let's get this done you know it's not like people trying to get you know world first you know achievements it's just let's get this done and see what's next yeah well and also based on the story stuff that they do it's pretty amazing that it's like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to see what they're actually going to do next. Like, The Secret World is very, very story-focused, so mm -hmm. it's always really nice to see what's going on. Yeah, it definitely was It was a lot of fun. I mean, it wasn't, you know, like a very 
uh, fight-intensive event like we've seen in the past, but it it involved some different mechanics, so it it was a a nice change of pace. Cool. And so Phase 3, what is going on in Phase 3? Now, Phase 3, as the Illuminati here, I'll be the expert explaining everything that is known about this, and that is, we don't know. Is that Freddy Krueger on your screen? What's going on here? <laughs> uh, it's actually the, for, for those who get far enough in the game, that's actually the vampire hunter, and he's actually a veteran, but he's a human veteran. He's not, a, he's not augmented by the bees, so that's pretty much what you're going to look like if you're an experienced you know, if you're quite the expert on fighting and winning against vampires. So. And here I thought you just turned your webcam on. <laughs> oh! <laughs> no, you won't see his face. <laughs> That's not nice, Sod. Come on. No, it was just actually perfect because it was a perfect headshot, and he was like he was talking in sync with the character on the screen. He's like, wow, how'd you do that? <sighs> yeah, but um, so anyways... Um, phase three, we don't know what's going to happen yet. There was a patch, a content patch this morning, and the patch notes were just a single line. Stuff for phase three is in this. Nice. All it was. <laughs> so it's like, okay. So um, amongst the three of us, we're thinking it's probably this weekend it'll start up because you know, okay. that's when you want to get as many people out there and starting on whatever it is that they're doing. I'm hoping there's not a lot of downtime, but they, again, they, they have two timelines on here. The projected one that they think that all this is going to take, and then there's the whatever the player community actually pulls off. So, <laughs> we're, so far, as Camille said, we're kind of, the player base is ahead of schedule, and they're l- reevaluating and seeing, okay, are we going to wait and keep it within the line we wanted, or are we going to go with this and see if a later thing slows them down? The, so, the the dev team is simultaneously thrilled and terrified that people are burning through their content faster. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they stated that, you know, you guys take a break because there's there's things that people run every day which are nightmare modes because they have, you know, an 18-hour cooldown on them and a lot of people have been running these every half hour of every day. And so it's like, you know what? You guys take a break. You know, you don't <laughs> want to get burned out on this stuff. I mean, it's it's realistic because it it was starting to get somewhat grindy. So it, it was kind of nice to have a break. As well, players, we understand all about grindy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All those like Camiel had said, the first two parts are very reminiscent for all those classic WoW players who did the Gates of Encourage. It's been feeling kind of like that where it's like this is quite the grind so i'm glad that they're making it into nice shorter phases but at the same time you know we're all antsy going we want to see what happens next yeah that's what it's it's always uh it's always nice to nice to see what's going to happen next because this game you really have no idea this game can completely throw you a curveball and that's one of the things i really liked about the secret world all right, so our next point that we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about what we do know about Issue 8. Camiels, uh, uh, you want to go ahead and start off on this one? Um, yeah, Issue 8, we're going to be... I know last time on the podcast we talked about the augments and scenarios. We didn't really know much about it then, but from what we know now, Issue 8 is going to be coming out after or with the Halloween event, is what Joel Bylos, the game director, has has said. Um it might be next week, might be the week after. We'll see. But uh, what 
what issue eight is all about is repeatable content for people to further their character because right now there's a lot of people that that love the game and they've done all the content including all the nightmare dungeons the raids and they're in top end gear so we'll Whoa! Whoa! Did we all go away, or was that just I, me? I saw everyone, I, but I think Aludra <laughs> and Gomez drop out and then come right back in. So, <laughs> start wow. So, uh, Camel, you were talking about um, <laughs> the Halloween event and issue eight happening about releasing about the same time. Okay, so um, Joe Bylos has said that issue eight will come out with the anniversary event, which it's the same event we got last year, um, which is uh, the Cat God. Um, it's got a whole Halloween theme to it, and um, it, it was actually a really fun event. But uh, what we're getting in Issue 8 is repeatable content for... Um, in, in, the, the, in, in the way of um, scenarios. And what these scenarios are going to bring is it's a it's put on by the Council of Venice, which the Council of Venice is kind of known as the the neutral faction in the secret world. Um, we're going to find out a little bit more about them, and what they're going to do is bring us into a training area so that we can go in to fight the the new devastation that's happy, happening in Tokyo, which is what we're going to get in issue nine. Um, and what it, what happens is you go into these training scenarios in in Venice, and um, the the first one is um, it's they're they're actually areas that are currently in the game, but it's totally um, instanced. In, it, yeah, it's totally instanced, and you can you can go in as a group, or it's kind of got like a, a a slider bar system. I mean, it's not actually a slider bar. Um, Actually, but... before you go any further on this, I just want to make one quick note um, notation about what you're about to talk about. This is stuff going on in the test live realm. All of it, just like any public test server, is subject to change. So this is how things are now. Most likely it's probably going to be this way, but they could find out that something doesn't work and scrap a lot of the things going on. Right. So... They have stated they're going to have three difficulties, just like they do with dungeons. Um, and you can go in solo, you can go in duo, and you can go in as a group. And what you do is the the scenario they gave us on Test Live was um, it was the Wahid Hotel, which is in the first zone in um, in Egypt, the Scorched Desert. Um, and what you do is there's there's survivors, and they're they're totally randomized events. Um, so every time you go in there, it's going to be different than than you did the last time. I mean, you still might have the same objectives as as in you know protect the survivors in the hotel, and then um, different um, things might happen. There might be a sandstorm. There might be a filth infestation. Um, but what what happens? what we get with these scenarios is the pieces to create augments and this is the big big thing because um, 
there's a lot of people in in very top end end game gear that don't necessarily have a lot to do in the the terms of gear progression. So what they're doing is they're going to add a third bar because right now we have the active bar, the passive bar, and then you have your auxiliary weapons, which that's just one slot. So what they're going to do is add an entire another another bar um, to add in augments. And what these do is they're kind of like secondary passives, but they're far greater, and you can refine them to just be one specific thing. For instance, you can have you can have one augment that will when you use that ability, it'll increase your attack rating, which is the general um, stat. If you're DPS, you want to increase your attack rating. Um, it'll increase your attack rating um, up to 250. Which there's different degrees of these these augments. It's kind of like you know one through five, um, and you have to you have to gather the pieces from the scenarios and use mats and um, and use AP, which is the other thing that they've kind of said, okay, all these people have 100% will completion. Let's give them something to spend their AP, which is what you use to buy your abilities for. You know, if you have all the abilities, you've just got a stash of AP that you can't do anything with. So now this is going to, it's really going to introduce a an endgame grind in the sense of, of um, gear progression and character progression, but it's not totally necessary. You know, because people have played the game for over a year with the stuff we've had and done just fine. So, so they're nice to have, but absolutely not necessary. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is great because that means new players can catch up and play with everybody else so much more easily. Exactly. And that's that was kind of their goal on it. It's like, hey, if you really, really want to do this, you know, here because they've always said, you know, hey, there's only a percentage of people that are running nightmare modes, only a percentage that are running, you know, uh, the raid. This is kind of them saying, hey, this percentage of people, here's something for you to work on. Mm-hmm. If you really want it, go get it. I'd also closely describe this as a few people are um, familiar with Diablo 3 where they've got the whole, after you hit level 60, you've got those heroic upper levels that you get that stack on top of your gear and all that. It, the augment system is a bit like that, where, yes, it is it is performance enhancing, but at the same time, it's, you don't, you know, this is not mandatory in order to do the end game. Mm-hmm. What, it, what it is, is it's giving more freedom, because there is cookie-cutter builds. Um, there is some really far-out builds that you're like, I can't even believe that works. And it, they're, I mean, yeah. they're incredible. I mean, absolutely incredible. I mean, think of a tank, that the tank doesn't do anything but buff the healer. So the healer can do so much damage that they can heal the tank back up. I mean, it's, it's, it's a crazy <laughs> While concept. holding threat. While holding threat, yes. I mean, it's there's there's crazy builds like that where it's like, okay, if I could have one threat, you know, augment that whenever I hit, it's going to create, you know, a hundred percent more threat gen. It's like it creates a whole another realm, and I think that's really what they wanted when they created the the ability will is to say, hey, you don't need a specific build to do these dungeons or to get through the game. And now it's just expanding on that and giving more leeway. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the one thing, the one thing I really like about the sequel world is the way you build your character. I mean, you've got the ability to pick any skills at any abilities you want. 
You just got to earn the ability points to put into those. So I can make a, a tanking mage or a healing, you know, uh, or a tanking paladin, which, you know, you don't really find in WoW much anymore. <laughs> or, or you can be, yeah, you can be a hill tank. You can be, I currently am a DPS tank, which sometimes I DPS out some of our DPS, you know. And it's it's so fun to be like, I'm tanking, but I'm just killing them, you know. <laughs> it's 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 a blast. That is a really good way to hold threat. It turns out to put on a ton it, of DPS. It, so if you're also the tank, that works out really well. <laughs> so, well, and it kind of makes sense because it's like, well, what causes threat? You know, uh, killing stuff yeah, a lot. Exactly. So <laughs> if you can have your your hate gen abilities and a lot of damage, it's like a perfect combination. So and it just turns out there's a lot of abilities that say, hey, when you do this much damage, it also weakens the boss, so they don't do damage back to you. So it's almost right. like a silver lining. You know, they were like, hey, if you really want to venture this far into it, here's something for you to help you out. So. All right. Um, let's go over uh, some other uh, information. Like, um, well, we know, we've been talking about issue eight a whole lot. Uh, Grimbane, can you, you want to tell everyone what the name of the. Um, um, it's not a secret? It's I not a secret? Well, some people might say it's a secret. <laughs> Joe, oh. Joe, Joe finally dropped it in an uh, interview with MMORPG.com. Um, it's called the Venetian Agenda. <gasps> they have an agenda? Oh my gosh, they're organized. Oh yeah, they're, they always have an agenda. They want everybody oh. to buy blinds. <laughs> Window coverings <laughs> for all. I'm about to mute yeah, you, Zod. Exactly. I'm about to mute you. That's I'm probably a good saying. idea. I liked that. That was funny. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you killed the podcast. <laughs> nice, Zod. Did you ever hear a podcast come to a screeching halt? That was it right there. Uh, that so, was awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, the Venetian agenda. <laughs> You're thinking it now, aren't you? You are. <laughs> yeah. So that's the title. Go, Rado. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah the, the Venetian Agenda is the thing on there. Um, one difference between this issue and previous ones that we've had, at least since issue 5, I want to say, um, we are not getting a new auxiliary weapon with issue 8. Um, I believe they have confirmed that 9, which is Tokyo, is going to have the next thing, but 8 is not. So some people are going to be disappointed on that. Others probably not so much, but that I'm is. I'm disappointed because the auxiliary weapons have always been awesome. Yeah, chainsaw, yeah. flamethrower. Like, chainsaw, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, and they've been great, fantastic additions. But the, you know, a lot of the community has been antsy trying to figure out, you know, what are the others because you know we have the the rough model that they've told us. Okay, there's going to be nine total. We have two melee that are done, which is the whip and chainsaw. We've got two range, which was the rocket launcher and the fancy flamethrower but we've only got one of the three magic ones revealed. So we have speculation abounds about you know what the other possible two are. We did get another thing recently revealed because MMORPG.com did a uh, an Ask Me Anything with Joel. Oh, nice. And one of the things... One of the one of the questions that was asked during that was the are we going to get a battle res or a res in general you know like other MMOs and pretty much he flat out said that Secret World is designed with with the on all encounters with the with the with the understanding that if you die you are out so do not die 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and you'd get to stand in the circle of winners, I believe it was called when I was. Yeah. Uh, when I was <laughs> you just get, you, you 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 get to like watch the rest of the battle going on because you can immediately come back to there, but then you have to be like, oh, I can't help. You just have to sit far away from the the boss battle and watch see what's going on. Help. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that I thought was really cool about the uh, the AMA that he had. Um, the ask me anything. Um, a lot of people on the forums have been asking about um, the the veteran system, which they 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 came out with back in I think it was issue five. Am I correct with that, guys? It was five or six. Sure, sure. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was five. And Joel came out and said, "Hey, we're always going to be releasing stuff with you know coming out with for the veterans because you get." Um, if you're a subscriber, you get um, 10 veteran points a month. And there's really, after you kind of buy everything, there's really not much to spend it on aside from um, the condenser of quintessence, which turns you know dropped gear back into black bullion, which you can buy the better gear with. But um, what he said is we're, we're going to be getting a... a uh, a mobile bank, so kind of like in SWOTOR where you were able to put a bank on your on your ship. Um, and another thing he said that's in the works right now is a better transportation system, um, which right now a lot of people, they'll use, like, if you want to get to somewhere on the map that's clear over there because we don't have mounts, what, we, what people typically do is use slash reset, which kills you, and then you can pick which well you want to res at. So we're going to get some sort of um, of fast travel to use. It's probably going to have a, a long cooldown on, but that way you don't have to pay um, repair uh, costs to get to you know a different well. Oh, man, so, I was then, hoping for like a Vespa. Like that would totally yeah, fit into the game. <laughs> you could just say... Or, <laughs> drive to the next uh, area. I totally want to segue. <laughs> yeah. Vehicles they have talked about in the past before that, you know, they would like to add some vehicles in there, but the current maps are designed with the intent of, yeah, vehicles aren't really going to fit in these particular locations. That's that's very so, true. Yeah, there are some the, things you just can't first, drive over, it turns out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like, the first three it's regions are everywhere. not... But that doesn't rule out Tokyo because uh, that'd be a nice, perfect area to maybe throw in something like a, a bicycle or or a moped or a Vespa. Or yeah, whatever. Gomez needs a bicycle. And Joel did actually say that they, well, in issue seven, um, they released one of the missions. You actually got to ride on a uh, a snowmobile, and it was it was somewhat raw. I want to say. I mean, it it, it, the, it the animations aren't seamless. Yeah, miles per hour. It's it's not it's not that great, but I know some guys with some really fast snowmobiles. But (laughs) um, he said that they're going to use that uh, that that concept and you know that that code and everything for something later on. It's not going to be just like that, but he said they they will use that. So so we'll have some sort of transportation other. You know, other than snowmobiles and slash reset. Okay, yeah, I don't know about the slash reset thing, so that's pretty cool. Actually. Well, yeah. I also remember there was a couple of quests that you actually needed to kill yourself, and so the slash reset was used for that. And then you would have to like follow a ghost 
doing some specific stuff. So this is a game that I know WoW used that. Like, there's probably, what, three quests, I think, that involve death. Mm -hmm. The Secret World knows, hey, the bees will bring you back. We're going to use this mechanic a lot more than other games are. So it's something you kind of get used to in in the... in going through a lot of the, the quest chains. All right. Um, next, what we're going to talk about, at least for our notes, we're going to skip ahead a bit because okay. um, Grimbane's a bigger expert on these things. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the, uh, no, like really he's like on, like you ask him any of these things, he's way on top of it. But um, <laughs> we're going to bounce over to, um, there's regular activities that we do as a, you know, as a game, as a gaming community, and these pretty much reflect a lot of the major things you can possibly do. So uh, go ahead, Grumbane, and talk about well, you know, the three things we do regularly. Uh, well, the three things we do regularly are Nightmare Runs, the Lair Runs, and we used to have on Monday nights, which used to be regular Dungeon Runs and Elite Runs, or if we had people that just wanted to do Nightmares, we'd do Nightmares. But we've recently turned our Monday night into a uh, anything goes. So anything? Uh, it's mm. it's a general like a general progression night. Yeah, uh. we, it's if you need to do a lair, we'll do a lair. If you want to do a dungeon, we'll do a dungeon. If you want to do AP farming, we'll go do some AP farming. And ladies and gentlemen, he's not kidding. It is it is very much a thing where these are very generous people with their time. If you are playing The Secret World, they are more than happy to help you out with what you need to do. Because if you noticed on some of their character sheets or all their character sheets, they have all of the skills. They did all the things. It's crazy. Now, there is one exception to that. Um, if you wear green or red, then you're not allowed to come over. But red's my favorite. <laughs> wow. Don't, don't listen to him. He's yeah, he's, he's kidding. <laughs> oh, red's my um, favorite, and now I'm sad. I, w- I would like to point out, though, that on my main character, Crimson Bane, I don't actually have full 100% wheel completion. I have 97%. <laughs> but, oh. I do, but I do have 100% on Grim Bane, my old character. So, so he's almost got it on two. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that's a lot. That's a lot. Exactly. I don't know why I didn't keep playing him. I regret it so much now. <laughs> Dude, there's still time. It, it's still good, man. You're still good. You have no idea how much time I put into the gear on this character. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Uh, I don't. So, yeah, besides the uh, general night, we have our, of course, lair nights on Wednesdays where we go kill stuff in raid groups because we can't actually do the raid yet because we suck. Not really. We just don't have the gear for it yet. No, we don't have the people. Yeah. Which means sign up, folks. Play The Secret World. It's 30 bucks, and it's a really good game. Yes, I sure wish that. We do have people to do it. But it's just getting everybody to come on on you know At the same one time? particular night, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I sure wish that Ralph guy would come back. He was fun to play with. Or how about Gomez or yeah, Eludra? If Gomez had time to play any MMOs, he would be in there. But yeah, not so much right now. <laughs> so. 
And I, I'm pretty sure Akizod got a copy copy of the game I on think. the podcast. I actually <laughs> did. I'm still stuck in that one island with the zombies. That's the whole game to me. I don't I don't think there's anything else out there. I think you guys are making it up. Well, that's the first island, man. We need to get you. I you need know, to pass that. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny because if you if you have a I don't want to say a minimal amount of time, but you know, a lot of people play games most of the time when they're off work and you know, hardcore gamers anyways. My brother, he uh, he plays WoW most of the time and he kind of got bored with it before this new um, update and for two months I finally got him to play the secret world and I was able to get him through all of the storyline he got a hundred percent will completion and he's in full epic gear I mean it's not like top-end epic gear but so I mean what are you saying I'm saying that we he's on a slackers is what he's doing. No, no, he's we like, have oh, the I'm means. Slackers. We have the means and the equipment to get anybody through if they want to dedicate a minimal okay. amount of time. Okay, so here's where I admit I'm kind of a big, huge coward, and sometimes I I can only have time to play that this game late at night. And I'm gonna be honest, Secret World, yeah, scared the crud out of me. It was. Bad. I, I can understand that. <laughs> It's Haunted okay. amusement as soon parks, as you get man. To Transylvania, you'll be able to befriend the gypsies. Yeah, I amusement parks, man. Oh yeah, that amusement park, the the whole monocle yeah. thing. Wow, yeah. that was yeah. a long quest line. <laughs> I think so... I made it through it, and I met the haunted, scary lighthouse guy who's like, Go oh yeah, the crazy oh, dude right. at the but top. It's like, yeah. yeah. He's great. But, yeah, he's pretty great, but, you know, the, getting through that haunted amusement park was just, that was a big y- bowl of dope. You mean the not Stephen King? <laughs> yeah, the yeah, not exactly. Stephen King. <laughs> All right, so um, one of the other things that we also do um, is we have the layer night, mm-hmm. and re- um, recently we've actually had, uh, thanks to Duras, he's gotten uh, a gotten us in touch with a person who regularly does live streams over mmorpg.com and he's been able to uh live stream you know what we do through there because he was looking for some guild who is doing some regular progression that lined up with his schedule and we lined up with the schedule and so we've been showing people like here's how it works and here's how we do it and if you're looking for a, a guild come join us so um if you're interested in that um we can uh if you go to the aie uh, for uh, Secret World forums, we have links to the stuff that he has done the live streams for, and we generally try and keep people posted about when those things are happening if they're happening in the future. Uh, yeah, so that's a, yeah, it's another one of it's another one. It's the more casual end of end game stuff, but it is one of the two parts you kind of need to do if you're trying to max everything out. Uh, the last thing that we also do on a regular basis is on Sundays we do the nightmare modes, which is kind of like if you're familiar with WoW, it's like the her- heroic modes of dungeons, where it's much tougher and you need pr- and additional mechanics thrown into the the whole f- fray. But for doing it, you get the currency that gets you, that helps you buy the end game gear. Nice, yeah, and and the nightmare modes, I I have never done one of those, but. For me, the regular dungeons were more than difficult enough to not want to ever deal with the nightmare modes. So no, see, that's we. I actually had a, a conversation with with a guy that does the live streams, and that's kind of the the misconception is the 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 gap between um, 
you know, end game and, and you know, end game nightmares, I mean, I'm talking full 10.5 gear, is very, very great. But the to get into nightmares, all you really need to do is get in with your, your gear that you have acquired and then know the mechanics. And then it it kind of advances in difficulty, but it's it's not as scary as it turns out to be, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay, because I mean I, it's difficult. The 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 uh the instance that was next to the burned out hotel. Hmm. I don't remember which that one was called. It's Hell called uh, Hell Raised, and that dungeon we don't even do that on nightmares because we hate it so much. Okay, because yeah. that was the one that I came in and I think I healed for uh, Sindrake and Grim and a couple other people. And that I felt like the most inadequate, like I have no idea apparently how to play this game. So that's good to know that if it's one that you're like, we don't actually care to do that one because it's such a pain in the butt that we don't care. That that makes me feel a little better. <laughs> and, and yeah. you've got us that, you know, that have been playing since launch and we've, we've kind of learned, you know, tips and tricks and we can help anybody through any role and we try and minimize the, uh, you know, the, the torment that we went through while trying okay. to learn it. <laughs> fair so, enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And speaking of playing the game, we're getting a little short here on time. You want to tell people how they can join you guys? Rado Zato. Go. Do your do your leader thing. <clears throat> All right. So step number one, join the Illumina. I mean, <laughs> um, what you'll want to do is, it, you know, to play the game, this is buy to play. So once you do your initial buy-in, similar to Guild Wars 2, uh, once you do your initial buy-in, you can play the game. Uh, that uh, The initial buy-in does give you content up from uh, the, uh, the original release up through issue four. So that's all the content there. This pretty much gives you a you know a wide variety of content. You you will not need to buy any of the DLC expansion uh, issues until you are completed with the the story mission. They've done that on purpose because everything from issue five on up, it's 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 designed with the assumption that you've completed the story mission. So if you're looking at the in-game store going, ah, should I buy this because I want to unlock this? Un until you're done with the story mission, the answer is no, because um, even the auxiliary weapons aren't even available to you until you've reached enough ex experience in the game to be about done with the story mode. So pretty much just wait on those things, get through that, and then um, continue on with the storyline. And FYI, uh, I played for about eight months. I didn't make it through all of the content. So, yeah, like, hold off. Yeah, you you can easily stuff. pay 30 bucks and have almost a year worth of content that you will not get through. So It's yeah. more it's more <laughs> content than was in um Swotor by yes. far. Mm -hmm. Yes. But um if you are if you are liking the game, they do have a subscription model available for about 15 bucks a month, similar to many other things. Uh, bonuses that this gives you, if you're interested in doing it, is you get a stipend of bonus points. This is a little different from normal Funcom points, but they spend the same. You get a stipend of of 1,200 bonus points. Um, any that were not, if anything, any of those that sit for six months um, fall off. But it's kind of a uh, if it's been sitting that long, you're kind of not going to be spending it anyways. But so spend them as you get them. 
pretty much. Yeah. And or save them up plenty. for a bit and get oh, something yeah. cool. Yeah. But yeah, you can go any method there. But there is definitely plenty to spend on that stipend. However, if you are a subscriber, while your subscription is active, you have a 10% discount on anything that you buy with Funcom points in the store. So effectively, you're getting 1,320 points to spend all said and done. At the first of every month, there is an exclusive cosmetic item that is given to the subscribers. At the first of every new month, that, that thing is still available to whoever who has active and unlocked it at that point. But there is no... So if you come in later, you're not going to be able to get some of the earlier things, sad to say. But it is kind of an exclusive thing to the subscribers. These things it can include special um, effect masks, um, hats, and things like that. Okay. Um... Also, if you're a subscriber, you can there'll be an item that you can claim called the Time Accelerator, sometimes nicknamed the Slurpee because of the icon on it. It looks like a drink, <laughs> but pretty much what it does is it gives you a yeah, it gives you a uh, a one hour buff that every kill you do gives you double experience points, and it's a, on a 16 hour cooldown. This is effectively rest XP because there is no thing like you know there is no rest XP areas for that. Um, also, at the every month, uh, as mentioned by Camiel uh, earlier, every month that you're a subscriber, you get the loyalty points that you can buy on some exclusive cosmetics that are you can only buy through loyalty points. You also get the essence extractors, he said, and the reconstructor, he said. Plus, new things are coming out. So these are you know these are the things. Also, if you look, you know, like I mentioned, the uh, the normal buy-in for the game is thirty dollars, but Pay attention to any of your favorite online merchants, so Amazon, Green Man Gaming, Steam, whoever. Somebody tends to run a sale eventually now and then here and there, and it usually goes for, down to about 50% um, off, so about $15 for a buy-in. Now, don't get me wrong. It's worth more than $30, but you know, if you're on the cheap and you're on a budget, or if you're trying to say, hey, 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 buddy, hey, bu hey, hey best friend over here, I want you to come play this game. Catch it on sale and fifteen bucks you got him in. Yeah, yep. it's th this game is so worth thirty dollars. The the amount of content for this game is really, really good. And I will as I will have said before in the podcast, the people that play the secret world in AIE are very generous with their time and in game currency. So like yep. you you will be outfitted. If you join the game, do not worry about that. That's that you will be taken care of. It, it is a really quality quality product. Oh, totally. I spent Plus, 30 bucks for example, many people can participate <laughs> in some of the end game stuff because like the layers as I mentioned for example, aside from one particular layer, just about everyone new or old can participate in layers because of some of the prep we do and can take and get we bring people along. So we See bring that? So yeah, we're all level one, guys. <laughs> yeah, we bring new people along to most of the all but the one raid, just because the mechanic of that raid is very particular. Where it's like, if you don't do this, you're all gonna die. But it's um, for all yeah, but the awful. one, the one layer. It's pretty much we'll bring people in and say, hey, rack up some extra XP and pick up all this loot that's dropping because the rest of us are not gonna touch it. We're just gonna break it down to components. But if it's an upgrade for you, snatch it up. Yeah, it's kind of like what uh, what Max and Pell do over in Swotor with bringing people through their, you know, their sixteen mans and everything. So, because we've got enough experienced people to where we can usually handle pretty much anything. 
That's awesome. Okay. Well, I think uh, we're kind of short on time here. So that's our show for this evening. We want to thank everyone for joining us. So before we go, Rado, did you want to tell people how they can find you? Um, Normally I post a couple things over on Twitter about, you know, what I'm doing. Um, There's also a blog that I write for called across the board games. I write reviews about board games and stuff going on there. So if you want to, see what stuff I've talked about and what I think about certain games. You can check those out. In fact, I just barely finished my whole series of what I played over at Nerdtacular uh, 13. So okay. if you want to check out you know, what I played and what I thought about it, you can go read those articles over there. Where's that at again? Um, AcrossTheBoardGames.net. Gotcha. Okay, and Cameo, how can people follow what is going on with you? Um, well, we do have a new Facebook page up. Um, you can... Find us there at um, AIE colon TSW, um, or you can follow me personally at Camille underscore AIE. Okay, and Grimbane, where do you hang out on the internet? You can follow me on Twitter at Sundry Photos. Um, you can also listen to our myself, Sindrake, and Half Light's Secret Role podcast at thelairpodcast.com. And I also would appreciate if people would visit my photography thing on Facebook at facebook.com slash sundry creations. Okay. And yeah, like, actually, just look at some of those photos while you guys were talking. You do good work. Very good work. Yeah, I'm actually considering doing a 8 by 10 like, you know, printing off an 8 by 10 and giving it away as a some kind of prize in the near future. Okay, so Rattosato just posted. If you are listening live, uh, there is the last chance to win. He posted an extralife.com uh, URL, so get in there now. As soon as this podcast ends, he is going to collate all of the entries. Uh, so, But next week, we'll be talking to Abavan about AIE launching into Final Fantasy. Now, is that Final but- Fantasy 20 or is it 50? 75. <laughs> 42. <laughs> Stay tuned as we have a full ride of great AIE member segments coming right up, including Epic Diapers, Asmus Mogra, the AIE Raid Wrap-Up, Azeroth Archives, other much lesser-known Shaws of Pandaria, and overly dramatic news, WoW Edition. But first, if you need to reach us, you can contact us via email at podcast at aie-guild.org. You can follow us on Twitter. The podcast itself is at AIE Podcast. Gomez is at Show Not Found. I am at Accuzad. And Aludra is at Aludra underscore AIE. We record live with video every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. You can come join the chat room and play along with us. Or you can catch out one of our past shows on our website at theaiepodcast.com. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. You can follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website, keyswithsoul.com. It's six back with an unemployed segment. That's right, those boneheads in our government have shuttered all operations and sent non-essential federal employees home. And I happen to be one of them. That is, if you consider counting fish and invertebrates underwater non-essential. Well, okay, okay, so maybe that particular job is. But Alas, I've been out of work for almost two weeks now, and you'd think I'd be playing a little bit more WoW, producing more podcasts and segments, playing some golf, spending time with my wife... 
Nay, sadly, my wife has seized this golden unemployment opportunity to send me to the deepest, darkest corners of our house for various cleaning, organization, and repair projects. I must say I've accomplished a lot and probably earned some temporary marriage credits, but I'm finally easing back into WoW. Specifically, I just leveled my third tune to 90 and promptly got my fat, hairy panda butt handed to me while trying to pick up chess in the Timeless Isle. Those elites hit hard on a tune geared at about a 420 item level. But real quick, I'd like to recommend two add-ons. Rare Coordinator and Tom are essential for getting to rare elites before they are burned to the ground by others. Rare Coordinator will flag you when a new rare is up, then TomTom points you in that direction. It's helped me get to rares just in time to tap them for loot. You can follow me on Twitter at Epic Diapers and check out my blog at EpicDiapers.com. And remember, it's hard to balance the pew-pew with the poo-poo. Thrumka, and welcome to Ask Miss Mulgra, your source on matters of etiquette in Azeroth. Today's question is, do I really have to cook a big meal and have all those family members over for the holiday? Holidays really are the best times for family members to get together to celebrate. The main reason is that a holiday has a beginning and an ending, and you can tell them all to go home until next year. This is especially important if you have in-laws, since they will jump at any excuse to be underfoot, making a general nuisance of themselves. Check for yourself. It is in your marriage contract. Of course, you could always meet their holiday greetings with a blank stare and tell them that they are horribly early because dinner is not for another month and a half where you live. That'll get them in the Yorkshire pudding. I am Miss Mulgra, and that is my advice. Akamagosh! Follow at Miss Mulgra on Twitter or listen to previous episodes at MissMulgra.com. This is Six, here to bring you the progress, recruitment, and achievements for Aliyah Yakta S co-guild raid teams. A. I. E. Raid Wrap-Up. I'm so excited for my blind date tonight. Oh, I wonder if he looks as good in the picture as he sent me. Oh, that must be him. Um, hi, um, these are for you. (coughs) Um, I forgot. I have to color my hair tonight. Is she getting a coat? Uh, no, no? Oh, I, I guess not. Okay. If Looks Could Kill is now 8 of 14 in 10-man normal Siege of Orgrimmar and are currently working on Malkarok, who has sworn his allegiance to Garrosh and the former Dark Horde. Better late than never is still stuck at 2 of 14 in normal 10-man in the Siege of Orgrimmar raid. Apparently Nourishin is telling them they're more corrupt than we thought. However, their flex raid team... Better flex than LFR, has downed four more bosses and is now standing at 6 of 14. DBM is now 7 of 14 in flex mode in the Siege of Orgrimmar and have been having a great time. 
With many cross-realm friends joining in and hilarity shared by all, it's only a matter of time till Garage falls to their might. DBM always has a few spots open, especially for healers. So look for Gorgira, Gogira, Gojira. I'm just kidding. It's Gogira, right? On Wednesday and Sundays from 9 p.m. to midnight server time. Flexi Encounters Raid Team, otherwise known as FERT, is a new team made up of members of the former 10-man teams of Sin and Adult Supervision Required. They are 3 of 14 in the Flex Raid of Siege of Orgrimmar, having completely skipped the Throne of Thunder Normal Raid by both raid teams. So they are only TOT, LFR, and Timeless Isle geared. They also got the Shah of Pride down to 8% three times, so they are close. If you're wondering, FERT has alternate names for their acronym, including Funky Emissions Raid Team, Friendly Elephants Raid Team, and Functionally Excellent Raid Team. Love it, guys. Keep pounding your heads. Horseshoes and Hand Grenades is now 10 of 12 in the Throne of Thunder Normal Mode, and their Flex Team is now 4 of 14 in the Siege of Orgrimmar, and they hope to get the Twin Consorts down this week. Camille Sarkhan wasted 13 wonders. Darzy, Squeezel, and Arani of the Legion of Dynamic Discord have defeated Aspect of the Longtooth, the regional lair boss of Solomon Island in The Secret World. This is the second tier of lair bosses that eventually unlock the lair raid. One down, two more to go. LOL, otherwise known as Lords of Light, in Star Wars, the Old Republic has progressed through Titan VI on hard mode scum and villainy, and is progressing on to take down Bo Zarin and his little pet Thrasher, while Sith with unlimited power, aka Sub, is starting to dance on hard mode scum and villainy, with Dash Road trying to get his first boss's mechanics down and chasing Lords of Light. Good luck, everybody. Shamans, Death Knights, and Locks, oh my, formerly known as Iliots, has down the first six bosses in normal mode Siege of Orgrimmar, and this past week had a sub-15% wipe on Dark Shamans. Kind of ironic, isn't it? Keep up the good work, and I wonder, do you accept priests, paladins, and hunters? Oh my? This is Six, and you can follow the Raid Wrap-Up at AIE Raid Wrap-Up, or me at Epic Diapers. You can submit your Raid Progression and Recruitments to AIE Raid Wrap-Up at gmail.com, or search for Raid Wrap-Up in the AIE forums on Frog Pants. Hello, and welcome back to the Azeroth Archives. I am Adaristus, Forsaken Rogue Extraordinaire and Chief Explorer for the Archives. I'm back from my latest expedition to Bhandaria. I got tired of scavenging for trinkets for that black dragonflight whelp, and thought I'd give you a break from having your ears talked off by the tentacle alien. My ears fell off years ago, so I don't have to worry about that. Anyway, while we're still talking about the Burning Legion, I hardly see how we can do so without talking about the satyrs. Xavius, once High Counselor to Queen Ashara of the Highborn, was the first satyr. 
Sargeras turned him from Night Elf to Seder and gave him the power to transform other Kaldori Highborn. But since the First War, beings of all races have joined the ranks of the Satyrs. They stand upright like men or elves and have hooves like Draenei, but are most easily recognized by their long tails, claws, and sharp curved horns. They practice fell magic rather than arcane, and from their few encampments throughout Azeroth, they seek to open a new gate for Sargeras and the Legion to return. Most of these encampments are in Kalimdorin Outland. Many of them were followers of Illidan Stormrage, the Betrayer, and can be found at the Black Temple in Netherstorm. Because of their numbers and variety of locations, adventurers of any level can take pleasure in eviscerating satyrs and taking their horns as trophies. They look good on a mantelpiece. I'll be stabbing orcs next week, so Vikshorkus will be here in my place. Don't worry, he knows who's really in charge here. Until I return, Dark Lady, watch over you. Follow at Azeroth Archives on Twitter, or listen to past episodes at azeroth-archives.tumblr.com. Welcome back to another Mega Minute with Mega Code, a mini-cast on all things Holy Paladin. This week I give a brief synopsis of the Narusha encounter from a Holy Paladin point of view. This fight requires two tanks and three to seven healers depending on your difficulty and raid composition. This is definitely the DPS check due to its seven minute enraged timer. Everyone starts off with 75 out of 100 corruption, which reduces their roll ability. We remove the corruption by moving from the normal realm into the test realm where each person has has to pass a spec specific test. Beating this fight is all about figuring out who goes in and out of the realms, successfully completing their test to purge the corruption, then beating the boss before his enrage timer. Who goes in and out is different amongst raid teams, but one thing is certain, in order to beat the boss, most of your DPS must be purged. So I started off the poll by beaconing one tank and keeping three holy power eternal flames on both or whichever tank is not in the test realm. While grouped up waiting for the blind hatred beam, I'll keep folks healed up using holy radiance and daybreak holy shocks. If one or two are taking damage, then I'll roll an eternal flame onto them. If the raid is taking a moderate amount of damage, then I'll pop a light of dawn. Once the beam comes out and starts rotating, if we need to move from it, then I'll use Holy Shock and Light of Dawn to heal while on the go. I also like to spec into Holy Prism to help with raid heals as we rotate away from the beam. It's pretty much rinse and repeat out here in the normal realm, popping cooldowns during times of heavy raid damage and using my hands when necessary for some damage mitigation to players. Now if I end up going into the test realm, it's nothing to get concerned with. I beacon the larger NPC, pop my guardian cooldown, followed by an eternal flame onto them. Next, I target the next closest NPC, hit him with a holy shock and eternal flame. On the outer edges of the room is the third NPC. I'll hit them with a holy shock followed by an eternal flame. From there on, it's flash of light heals while their eternal flames keep ticking away. The large NPC pretty much gets healed through beacon of light. With a few dispel debuffs and a holy prism to the bad ad in the middle, they'll be out of there within 20 to 30 seconds, all purge of corruption, ready to hit the normal realm with super buffed heals. Expect high raid damage when the unleashed manifestation ads are out and when the boss hits 50% health. So I hope this helps out and good luck. For a detailed guide to the fight, check out Icy Veins, and if you're on Twitter, come follow me at FFPMMark with a C, or check out my blog page at HealingSpec.com.
Greetings, this is Rastlin presenting another installment of our ongoing informational series, Other, Much Lesser Known Shahs of Pandaria. Tonight, the Shah of Disappointment. This Shah continually berates the party during the encounter, pointing out how little damage they are doing, how ineffectual the healing is, and how everyone is incapable of moving out of the damage areas and avoiding dodgeable attacks. However, these slights are really nothing compared to how everyone's parents treated them while they were growing up, so the encounter ends up being amazingly easy, and the only thing remotely disappointing is what this Shah thought was appropriate loot for defeating it. We now return to your regularly scheduled raid run, already in progress. Jaina Care gets off to a bumpy start. It's the Orbitly Dramatic News, I'm Hunts the Wind. With her rise to leadership of the Kirin Tour, Lady Jaina Proudmore was eager to bring her Jaina Care health plan to Dalaran. The plan launched this week, but demand was so high the scrying dish sign-up portals often locked up, displaying the strange symbols, Error 37. Things got worse yesterday when the Dwarven Dark Ale Party, sworn enemies of Universal Government Healthcare, showed up. They have been staging sit-ins demanding that Jaina repeal her prized achievement or, as the Dwarves put it, compromise. Lady Proudmore invited all the dwarves into the Violet Hold a short time ago, and we have just received a statement from her. I quote, I once believed in negotiation. I tried to compromise with the Horde to find common ground. But they took my concessions as weakness and made ever larger demands. Eventually, Hellscream obliterated my beloved Theramore. I, no, my people, paid the highest price for my foolishness. Never again. You cannot compromise with ideologues who view you with scorn. I have given this dark ale party my answer. Jaina Care is the law of Dalaran. It will not be repealed. End quote. We'll bring you the dwarves' statement. Oh, here it is. No, this is from the Azeroth Geological Survey. They report that a swarm of small magnitude earthquakes has just occurred directly underneath Dalaran. Details soon. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at overlydramaticnews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Until next time, AIE, this is Gomez. This is Aludra. And this is Accuzod. And this has been the AIE Podcast. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.